Hello, Internet. Hello. Welcome to our very first uh, attempt at uh, at doing a, a little podcast here. My name is Jake, and this is my friend. Luke, uh, as you can tell, English is not my first language. It's barely his second. It, is it? <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying right now. Are, is, it, is it your second? I'm guessing it's your second language, right? I guess, yeah. It's my second half of a language, I, I would say, yeah. Yeah, well, welcome to Aménage à Deux. A podcast where we'll speak about, we'll talk about games. Uh, we'll speak to each other, but we'll talk about games, uh, board games, of course. Uh, the ones we like and the ones we don't like. So this is an interesting thing for us because um, we've known each other for a while, but we're in two completely different provinces in this wonderful nation of ours. I'm in Ontario and Luke is in, uh, is in Nova Scotia. Yes, I'm sorry for you, but I am in Nova Scotia, which is, uh, as everyone knows, kind of better. Um, I think that's up for debate. Uh, I, I won't weigh in just yet. Uh, but yes, this is a game. Uh, this is a game. This is a, a podcast we wanted to put together. We want it to be in French and in English, uh, so that everyone in this great nation of ours can, uh, can kind of consume what we want to say about games, what we like and don't like. Now, not every, uh, not every episode will be completely translated. So you, you may not be able to, to listen completely, but uh, I think that there will be times when, uh, when we'll be doing both. Yes. Uh, we just finished doing our, our first French podcast and, and, uh, this is our first, uh, podcast in English. Um, the goal mainly is that we, we, we do listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, we do watch a lot of YouTube videos and everything, but, uh, it seems like even though there's a, there's a, a bunch of, uh, people living in Canada, uh, consuming games, uh, doesn't look to me like the, the, The ones I'm well, like, anyway, the ones I'm listening to the most are are mainly in the U.S. Uh, and mainly in English. So we wanted to do both, um, and of course, people from all around the world can listen can listen to us. But uh, we're um, we're proudly Canadian, uh, and uh, and uh, we're we're actually like when we talk about prices and availability, it's going to be uh, from a Canadian perspective. Yeah, and I mean that's something that, as a Canadian board gamer, is very interesting to hear um, the difference in cost uh, coming out of a lot of the American uh, reviewers because it's not always just a, a matter of a change in um, in the actual dollar. It it can be a different price relative to the price of other things. So um, I think it'll be interesting to have that uh, to have that point of view, the Canadian dollar being used uh, if we're ever talking about price. Oh yeah, you're so right about that. Like sometimes I feel like when we're watching videos online, there's like, oh, this game's available for twenty five dollars, and you're like, oh, it costs eighty five dollars. And it's even worse <laughs> if you're doing it in French. Like if you're looking for a board game in French, even though it was created in French, uh, in France or Belgium or whatever, uh, it seems like it, it's like a hundred fifteen dollars Canadian for a French game, eighty five for the English version, and then. $25 American. And the best part about having your games in French is that no one will ever buy them from you used. Uh, you're also right. It's kind of funny how uh, English speakers will buy a, the German version of a game and they'll print out the rules in French or in English, sorry. 
But if ever you try to sell a French version of a game that has absolutely no word on the game, like there's no word at all, uh, it's just the rules that you can actually find on the internet and print out. And sometimes when I'm, I'm reselling a game, I actually have the, the rules printed out and uh, binded and everything, like professionally binded with full color. And then people are like, oh, no, this is the French version. What is going to happen if there's like French words on the box? I'm uh, I'm in Ottawa. We will uh, we will disclose our locations and uh, and being in Ottawa means that right across the the bridge and as well as you know in and around the Ottawa uh, area there are a, vari- a large um, community of francophones and so being part of different board game groups online or buy and sell games online. Um, you you do see the uh, the French versions go for quite a bit cheaper, and so as someone that can speak at least a little bit of French, um, that can be tempting to go out and get the French version because you know it's just the rules, and that guy knows no anglophone is going to buy it, so he he lowers his price um, by nature. So it's nice, it's it, it's great to be in that situation for me at least. But you out in Nova Scotia, where there's considerably less francophones, um, you would have even harder of a chance ever selling it. Yeah, I, I do live in a French. Uh, I, I live in a French community in Nova Scotia, but uh, it, it's. I mean, <laughs> there's eight thousand people living there, so uh, it's not a big market. I usually sell and buy games from the the, the second uh, hand market in Halifax, uh, and yeah, the, it tends to be in English or sometimes German, but it's pretty rare that someone will buy them uh, buy the French version of it. Uh, you said you were going to disclose where you're you're located i don't know if i should say where i live because um in english it doesn't sound right uh <laughs> <laughs> i do and it's not a joke uh well, i know you have to say yeah i have to say it i live in a village called gross <laughs> so it's not a, it, it means big clams which is not a lot better but uh basically it's because there's <laughs> a lot of big clams right on the ocean so that's where i live but i'm currently in halifax uh at a hotel um and uh, where where i'm recording this first podcast so jake we wanted to uh to introduce or to talk about our favorite games or something that's somewhat uh one of your favorite games um for our first podcast which game did you pick yeah so i i kind of waffle back and forth whenever i'm trying to think of my favorite game um i always have that happen to me that i'll 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 meet people at work or in my personal life and they'll hear that i'm somewhat of a board game geek i've got a a fairly large collection of games and that that's always just seems to be that first question is uh so what's your favorite game tell me what your favorite game is and they might have heard of a couple of different games um themselves and they kind of test you with that too have you heard of this have you heard of that um i never am able to pick my favorite i like a lot of games i like them a lot um, but I kind of narrowed it down to one for this particular first episode, that first date feel where we're only going to talk about our one favorite game. Uh, and it is Letters from Whitechapel, which is uh, a fantastic game with a hidden role movement. Um, and one of the things I like about games the most is themes. I'm, I'm, I'm really into having a theme that intrigues me uh, and, and it's set in a historical period in, in 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 english history where jack the ripper uh of course is um on the loose and the police are trying to catch him so it's kind of this uh it's this hidden movement with um 
uh, asymmetrical movement. So Jack, he he can hide and he can have he has a couple different powers where he can try to escape and uh, slide through different alleyways. And he's trying to to get back to his lair each night. And the five Bobbies, the police officers in London, they are trying to catch Jack. So what I love most about this game is it really creates a, a sense of tension and um, and just uh, a lot of stress with all the different players. So when you're Jack and you, you think that, that you've got these bobbies that are right on your tail, they seem to understand uh, where you're going. They seem to, to, to know because they're kind of coming in and closing in on you. But when you're on the police side, you have no clue and you're trying so hard to, to find wherever Jack could be and trying to find his trail. So I love this um, cat and mouse type of thing thrilling experience where uh, right up to the end you're not positive who's going to win and usually it seems to people that jack has the advantage but i would say that uh, there's no real way and i've seen games go both ways so that's probably what i'll, I'll use today as my uh, my favorite uh, my favorite game letters from Whitechapel. and yeah i actually like uh, letters from Whitechapel for the same reasons uh, you like it uh, i think the the only uh the only thing that kind of bugs me about that game is is the fact that the rules are kind of awkward at first for for a new a new player uh it's it's hard to introduce to uh, uh to new players because i just feel like that sort of you have a cheat sheet on the on the side where you need to follow the steps there's uh there's a bunch of steps you need to follow i think it's uh i actually have the rules right in front of me here i think it's like 10 steps or something like that uh yeah it's like no it's actually 12 steps so there's like a first part where there's nine steps to follow and then the second part which is actually most of the game uh is only three parts and it's not really necessarily difficult to play but it's it's difficult to explain the first time you play the game so um that would be the reason why I, it doesn't get to the table as often as other games and and actually it's the same reason um i don't play my favorite game with, uh, uh, very often it's just they're they're not difficult games they're just games that are kind of difficult to teach to people that don't like games like we do <laughs> so mm -hmm. so yeah but it's a it's a great game um my favorite game personally is agricola i know it's not jake's favorite and uh, he's not actually very enthusiastic about it <laughs> not even close closely as enthusiastic uh, as i am about that game but um it's um it's a game about farming <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it sound <laughs> thrilling? <laughs> yeah, what, a, what a beautiful start to the description of this game. Yes, I like games about farming. Uh, basically, it's a worker worker placement game. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it means that um, every when it's your turn, basically you choose from uh, a list of actions. Uh, let's say there's 10, 10 actions to choose from at the beginning of the game. So let's say I want to take wood. So I take my worker and place it on that spot. And then when it's, when it's Jake's turn, uh, he can't pick that action, so he has to do something else. So he'll maybe he'll do uh, build a room uh, or uh, place a stable or uh, something else, basically. And then when it comes to my turn, because at the beginning of the game, we have uh, two workers each. So uh, and then I can't do any of those two actions, so I have to pick a different action and then it's jake's turn again then he has to pick a different action so it's sort of it's kind of cutthroat in a way where you're 
you're trying to do something, but someone could pick your action before you do. Then once you've placed all your workers, this is the end of the round. You pick, like you take them back and then you start a new round. And sometimes you might have chosen, uh, I'm going to be the first player for the next round. So it might be your turn to be first player. But every round, brings a new action so uh and the game is played in 14 rounds so at the end of the game you have 14 more actions than you had like uh, uh, actions available than you had at the beginning but you also might have more workers so you can play more actions and what i like about this game is is the fact that well first the the theme is it doesn't feel it doesn't feel pasted on it's actually you actually feel like what you're doing is farming. Uh, you feel like it makes sense when, when you have two sheep, uh, you can actually, they, they make babies. So there's a third sheep coming in. Uh, when you plant, uh, when you plant vegetables, but well, you have more vegetables. So there's, there's actually the theme is, is very, is very good. And it's, it doesn't feel like it's just pasted on. Um, but by the end of the game, um, you're, It's very stressful. As I said, it's cutthroat. So you never, ever, uh, well, I mean, personally, I have never, ever, ever played a game of Agricola where by the end of the game, I felt like I had done everything I had wanted to do uh, during the game. So uh, it, is, it is a stressful game for me. And that's what I love about it. I love when I feel like a game has... It, it counts. It it makes me want to do something and it makes me frustrated because I haven't done everything I wanted to do. I know it sounds weird to say, but uh, that's the main reason why I love Agricola. There's also games that are not like that that I love, but this is uh, this is my favorite game. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a good game and it, it has grown on me the multiple times that we've played it. And we've played a couple of different versions too. We've played the two-player version and the family version. And I think that it's... Um, It is good, and I th it might be the first worker placement I ever played, and I think, Luke, that you're the one who introduced it to me. Um, and I was one of those, you know, uh, not very experienced gamers at that time, and uh, and I found it a little bit uh, daunting that there were so many options by the end, and I, I really hated the theme, and I think I still hate the theme, going out with farm animals and And building a farm and making babies. And I, I like other uh, worker placements a lot more than this particular one because of theme. Um, but this really opened my eyes to worker placement. And then I had tried a couple cents. And it is a, a genre that I, that I really uh, enjoy. Yeah, I can understand. I, I mean, I understand when someone says, uh, I'm not too excited about farming. Because um, I'm pretty much the same when someone brings a game about Uh, dragons and magic to the table. I know some people are going to hate me. Uh, doesn't mean I hate all those games, but uh, for example, I'm a big fan of Small World, which is uh, it's it's sort of like a family game. It's a war game, but it's a family war game. Um, and it doesn't mean that if someone brings a game that has dragons and magic, I'm not going to play it. It's just a theme that does not appeal to me. Uh, you know, some people are not about zombies. I don't mind. I'm not I'm not like attracted to zombie games, but if it's a zombie game, uh, some people are like, uh, another zombie game. I feel exactly that way about anything that has like knights and magic 
and 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 dragons i'm just not too excited about them um but if they're good i'm gonna play them and replay them and replay them uh many times so i just had like a strange tom vassal moment here you know name drop um where i have my 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 the door closed to the room here trying to you know keep it quiet and and whatever and uh and i heard some you know uh, rustling at the door and something trying to get in. Uh, and surprise, surprise, it's my little cat. It's not my children. But if you remember in the early days of, of Tom, you'd always see him uh, in videos and, and he would point <laughs> to the door. You would see him on camera and he would say, close the door. He would say that to his children who were trying to get in <laughs> while he's young children while he was uh, filming. So I had that, that strange moment, which what better place for that to happen than our first podcast? Exactly. And if you don't know who Tom Vassal is, just Google it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess for this particular episode, that's going to wrap it up. One thing uh, we didn't mention that we wanted to, and I think we kind of mentioned it while talking about the games, is that we want this to be accessible to people who never play. Uh, and we, we mentioned games that are uh, frustrating for people when they're first playing, but they're not too complex. And part of that is uh, is probably in a way of us encouraging you to, to keep trying some of those slightly more difficult games than you're ready for. But we want to make sure we're not using too much jargon uh, while playing. It's something that we've noticed um, that sometimes it doesn't feel accessible to listen to board game podcasts or board game channels because it feels like we we fall into these these words, this slang, this jargon that no one knows but those who play games. Um, but if you never ever understand, uh, sorry, if you ever have a moment where you don't understand something we say, um, please feel free to help yourself uh, to a piece of Google. Uh, and uh, if you ever have another question, you can always contact us uh, via email at menageadejeu at gmail.com. And that's a lot of French for English listeners. Um, menageadejeu, M-E-N-A-G-E-A-D-E-U-X-J-E-U-X at gmail.com. And je, of course, for those of you who have taken all the way up to grade nine French, means games use less to say that you can actually send them in english french or even spanish true and in today's modern times we will use every translator at our disposal to understand every other language but we don't promise that it'll actually work and and hopefully it's the the reason why you don't understand us is not because i have a french accent because uh, that would be hurtful <laughs> <laughs> Yes, keep your keep your comments about about Luke's English to a minimum or a maximum like me or Jake's English. Also very flawed. It's my second language <laughs> after American. <laughs> yeah. American <laughs> is my number one. Anyway, uh thanks for listening and uh well, we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll be back soon, I guess. Yeah, we'll see you next time on the uh, Ménage à deux, which I'm hoping that if you speak English, you have caught the joke, but uh, we won't explain it. <laughs> There's just two of us and we're having a menage. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Playing games. Anyway, until next time, this has been Jake and Luke. And menage à deux, je, menage à deux, the board game podcast in French and English which is Luke's mother's tongue. Uh, mother <laughs> it's also Luke's mother's tongue. Mm, there you go. I won't talk much more about Luke's mother on this show, I promise. Yeah, you should not. All right. 
till next time. Okay, folks. So all that was wasted. So fun. Okay. Why was it wasted? I didn't click start.